What's going on, everybody? It is your man's Jose Ledesma back on the mic, and on this Tuesday night, we're going to discuss how Week Nine went, and then after that, we're going to do a quick prediction. Uh, prediction. My apologies for the Thursday night game between the Titans and the Colts. So, without further ado, let's get to this Week Nine prediction uh, recap. Starting off with the Ravens going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Ravens won 24-10. Uh, this was simply just Baltimore making more plays than the Colts. Colts just don't really have the firepower on offense, nor the quarterback uh, with Phillip Rivers. Just offensively, the Colts are very inept, and it, this was a great example of it. I mean, Ravens were all over them defensively. Lamar didn't even really have to do much, but still did enough to make some plays to get some touchdowns and whatnot. Um Colts, they're they're a good team. They're not they're not great. They're good. Um, it's the it's the offense that's really slowing them down and preventing them from becoming elite. Off to the Chiefs versus the Panthers. Chiefs won thirty three thirty one. I mean, this was a shocker. I, I knew the Colt Panthers were going to put some points up, but man, I did not think they were going to actually give the Chiefs a scare like they did. They had the lead multiple times, especially within the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes went down the field and and took the game by the horns and and got the W for them in the end. Um, Hell of a game, man. I mean, the Panthers are just so far ahead of this rebuild than I would have ever expected. Um, The defense with these young players on on that side needs to get better, obviously. Um... Also, Christian McCaffrey had a shoulder injury, so he is day-to-day for this next game coming up. Um, I don't know how serious the shoulder injury is, but it's, it sucks to get him back uh, from the ankle that now he has the shoulder, so um, hopefully he can stay healthy, man, because when healthy, he's a hell of a player. Off to the Texans versus the Jags. Jag, uh, Texans won 27-25. Um, Houston, man, I mean, I know... I know they really don't have a whole lot of things going on for them this year, but to let Jacksonville hang on like they did with some guy, I don't even know his name at quarterback, um, that that's just kind of sad. I mean, that defense obviously has a lot of problems that needs to get better. Uh, Deshaun Watson was under duress, um, but he was able to figure it out, which is good, which is what you want to see from your franchise quarterback. But the Texans have a lot of issues, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they blew up this roster um, outside of Watson and re- rebuild or reloaded, whatever saying you want to use. But Texans have a lot of problems, man, um, for able to keep Jacksonville alive like they did. Off to the Bills versus the Seahawks. I mean, I had a hell of a lot fun time watching this game. I mean, be- I mean, obviously because they beat Seattle, the Bills did, which the score was 44-34. But... It was good to see Josh Allen come back to MVP for it. I mean, yes, it was against Seattle's defense, which is ranked last in the league this year, but it's still a good thing to see. Um, Jamal Adams, a lot of people are getting on Jamal Adams' head right now because he had gotten burned a lot in coverage, uh, in man-to-man coverage, might I add. That's, y'all are getting mad at Jamal Adams for the wrong reasons. Uh, yes, Seattle overpaid for him when it comes to draft capital and whatnot. I definitely agreed with that when the trade first happened. Um, but th- he's being used, at least in this game, he was being used the right way. 
the way he was being used in New York is where his value really is. Is where you have an odd front defense. You let him roam around. You let him play. Uh, you let him blitz a lot. You let him play over the top or a lot of time in the box. Um, and you just let him blitz a lot of hell. You just let him make big hits in the running game. Um, and if he does it being coverage, it, it has to be in zone. He's not a really good man-to-man defender. He's athletically enough to do it, but that's just not his niche. Um, he's a great defensive lineman for the Seahawks because I think he's second or leads their team in sacks, and he had one and a half to two sacks his last game against the Bills. But um, don't bag too much on Jamal Adams. It was just a bad trade from the Seahawks. Uh, they overpaid for a safety who can't cover. He's always been known as a better, way better run defender slash big hitter um, slash blitzer. That's that's just what he is. Um, but Josh Allen, man, had a great game. Russell Wilson has been struggling really bad these last couple weeks. Um, he started off the season really hot, and now the way it's looking now that Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is the one and two for MVP voting. Russell Wilson starting to slide down with all the interceptions he's been throwing the last three weeks, four weeks. Um, so, yeah, Buffalo, man, is back on track, and, and they're looking serious again after having a little drop-off. Off to the line versus the Vikings. Vikings won 34-20. I mean, this was the same game as last week against the Packers. It was all Dalvin Cook and not much of anything else. The defense of the Vikings did step up, though, and right now it looks like Minnesota's starting to get hot and they're figuring out what the hell they're doing. And if I was anybody facing them these upcoming weeks, I would be worried. This is the team... That could have been that could be like the Colts a while back when they had luck, where they started off I believe one and six or two and seven, and they just won the rest of the games and went to the playoffs. I mean, don't be surprised if Minnesota pulls off that type of win streak. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the last seed in the playoffs or even get a little bit higher than that because Minnesota right now is going um, and they're dangerous. Obviously, the Lions are the Lions. Matt Stafford really couldn't get much going. The defense as we all know, couldn't stop Dalvin Cook. So there is that. Off to the Broncos going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Falcons won 34-27. Atlanta dominated, and I mean dominated this game up until the uh, around the, until the second half. Um, they almost blew this lead. I mean, shoot, Drew Locke almost came back on them, but they were able to hold off, get a turnover late, and was able to keep keep away uh, play keep away with that. Uh, great game by Atlanta. I mean, you're starting to see now without Dan Quinn as the coach, they're starting to get some wins going, get some confidence going, which is always good to see. Um, Denver, Drew Locke and that offense have some serious issues, man. They they start off real slow. They do not score really any points in first half of games at all. That needs to change. They need to start off faster because had they started off faster, they could have kept pace with Atlanta and would have beaten them, um, especially with how they resurged in the second half. I mean... Denver needs to figure some stuff out offensively and start faster. And Atlanta is starting to build them some confidence, which is what you'd like to see. Off to the Bears and the Titans. This was a very much back-and-forth game. Um, Tennessee, obviously, you never really felt they were going to give up the lead and give up the game, um, especially with how in, uh, bad that offense of the Bears is right now. Matt Nagy, he's probably going to get fired after this season. And uh, Nick Foles is, is not going to probably be starting for very much longer. Um, there, there's a lot of problems with this Bears offense. They don't have a running game like I've already mentioned dozens of times. Um, Nick Foles just doesn't 
look comfortable back there. And outside of Allen Robinson, they really don't have much to really get the ball to offensively. So Tennessee, though, they did their thing. They did enough to win. Ryan Tannehill, you know, made his plays. He got his, his good touchdown-interception ratio. He he did enough, and Derrick Henry did enough with about 78 yards on the ground. Um, not huge impact games for anybody, but they, like I said, did enough to win. And Desmond King, the guy that they traded for last week, got the huge fumble return for a touchdown, which really separated this game. And when, you, when that happened, you kind of knew the Bears were going to lose. Off to the Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Giants won 23-20. I felt like the Giants were going to win this game just because of how bad the Washington football team's offense is. It's kind of like to the Bears to an extent where they can't really get much going and it's no one really makes plays outside of one guy. And the one guy for Washington is Taron McLaurin. Um, Terry McLaurin, he's their star wide receiver, man, and he's balling right now. And outside of him, they don't really have much going. Um, Alex Smith, it's good to see Alex Smith back. I love to see him playing again, but Alex Smith shouldn't be out there. Um, he's a great comeback story um, just for even being on the field, but he shouldn't be playing quarterback at least this season. He needs another year to to really make sure that leg is okay to play. I mean, yes, he was ex- he was okayed by medical teams and whatnot, but I don't know, man. It's just awkward to really see him out there. And in every play, you think something bad might happen, which it might be just me, but I, I get worried seeing Alex Smith back there. Um, uh, Daniel Jones, though, he did a, he did okay. He's okay, man. He's needs to get better. He needs to start off faster. He needs to prove and separate himself to show that he's an actual franchise quarterback. Or they might move off him. That defense, like I've been saying, is continuing to improve. It's looking more impressive each week. So I liked what I've seen out of the Giants defensively a lot. Um, Daniel Jones, it's ironic. He's un, he's uh, undefeated against Washington, but he has only one other win against all other teams he's ever faced. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, it's like if he was against Washington every week, he would be the GOAT. <laughs> like, Besides that, though, it's just, it's just bad, man. You got to get better, Daniel Jones, and you have a good defense. You have a decent receiving core, and once you get Saquon Barkley back, you really need to step it up or else you will be out of there. Washington, they need to do a lot of things offensively to change. I mean, I don't know why you just don't put Dwayne Haskins back at quarterback after you've already experimented with Kyle Allen, who's out for the season with a broken ankle. Um, now you got Alex Smith with that scary leg injury situation, him being back there. I mean, you'd rather put him than Dwayne Haskins. I mean, Alex Smith is a good game manager, but as you've seen last week against the Giants, he's just not the same guy anymore. He threw three picks. That's not Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a guy who protects the ball. He doesn't turn it over like that. Um, so, yeah, Washington needs to make some serious changes in the, on the offensive side. Now to the Raiders versus the Chargers. Raiders won 31-26. I mean, you talk about a nail-biter, man. I mean, this game was insane. You got Chargers taking the lead, then you got the Raiders coming back, and then, oh, look, the Chargers are at the five-yard line. Justin Herbert throws a fade route in the corner of the end zone, and, oh, he got it. It's a touchdown game over. Chargers win, and then no. It's overturned because the guy, the tight end, didn't hold the ball for like another second. Like if he had just held it for one more second, it would have been game over. Chargers would have won. And 
because of the fact that all games except one since Justin Herbert started, the Chargers have had at least a 16-point lead and lost every one of them. I mean, Anthony Lynn's going to get fired. It's it's just, I don't like to say things like this about coaches I actually like in this league, but he's going to get fired. If you can't hold on to leads and if you can't close out and win games, you're going to get let go unless you're a coach who's in his first year of like a six- or ten-year contract, which he's not. He's been around the block already for a few years, and I don't know how many years left he has on his deal, but I can guarantee you this. If this continues to happen, don't be surprised if he's gone. Um, Great game, though, by Derek Carr and and the Raiders offense. They did their thing. Um, That defense, though, especially the pass rush, I mean – Cleveland Farrell, he's a bust. You have to admit it. He's a bust. Um, he's not. The, he's not the guy. You wasted a first round pick on him. Abrams is really good when healthy, though. That's the problem. When is he healthy? Um, and and Kwiatkowski, the linebacker that they got in free agency this year. I mean, he's getting better. I like him a lot. He's he's really making plays out there. Um, but yeah, Chargers, man, they need to start closing out games or else Anthony Lynn is gone. Now, here was the big doozy of the week, the big fun one. Um, Dolphins beating the Cardinals 34-31. This was a hell of a game. Um, This was the game I was really all over in the afternoon window. I mean, my God. Dolphins, man, I mean, I've already said this before the season started. I am a huge fan of Brian Flores. Even before this season, when I watched him from last season, how good he coached last year, I've been a huge Brian Flores uh, Flores fan, and man, oh man, is he kicking butt as the Dolphins' head freaking coach. He has them now at five and three, with Tua being two and zero oh as a starter. He played better this week. He's not great still. Uh, he just needs more time for us to see what he really has, obviously. But he's so far so good. Um, he played meh last week and he played okay this week. So let's see how he continues to progress and if he's going to continue to be the two a time quarterback of the Dolphins. But I mean, my God, this defense is, is ridiculous. They, I just love Brian Flores and how he coaches, man. I wish he honestly was the head coach of the 49ers or if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be excited for the future, man. I mean, hell second year until into this tenure and he already has them at five and three with a rookie quarterback i mean yes uh ryan fitzpatrick helped out a lot putting them at three and three um when their roster shouldn't be three and three at the time it happened but i mean my god you can just tell they're just dominating at this point they're they're really getting a groove going man and they're gonna be in the playoffs i said it I had them at 7-9 when the season started, but, man, is my prediction looking better than I thought. I mean, I'm, I just love what Brian Flores is doing, that Miami Dolphin team and what they're doing as an organization. They're really buying into the scheme and this culture, and it's working, man. It's working. It's working. Um, Cardinals, obviously Kyler Murray had his mistakes, which led to this being, you know I mean, closer than what it should have been with the interceptions and the, and the mishaps and whatnot. Um Arizona's defense, man, I know you're without Chandler Jones. I get it. But your defense has to step up. Um, Tua, like I said, is okay. You have to do better against guys like Tua that are okay quarterbacks. You you just have to. I know Patrick Peterson is is old, and I know Buda's not really much of a coverage guy. He's more of a a hybrid guy where he blitzes a lot, kind of like a Jamal Adams. 
But you got to do better against quarterbacks like this and offenses like this. This isn't a great offense Miami has. They're relying on their defense and special teams right now while two is learning and developing on the offensive side. Off to the Steelers and the Cowboys. I mean, damn, man. If you talk about the heart attack boys or heart attack kids, man, the Steelers are it. Uh, this game should have never been how close it was. I mean, Steelers won 24-19. Just let me throw that out there. But, man, how the hell do you allow the Cowboys would Garrett Gilbert stay this close and even lead for most of the game? How, Steelers? How? I'll tell you how. The Big Ben in that offense. <laughs> that's, that's how. I mean, God damn, Big Ben in that offense is really struggling, man. I mean, you would think what a veteran of 13 years, 14 years would would be a lot better. And he's just okay. I mean, yes, they're 8-0 and and they got Super Bowl written all over them possibly right now. But still, it's like Big Ben is just what's holding them back in that offense. So I wouldn't be surprised this offseason if they draft or sign a quarterback. I mean, because right now that defense is, is second to none. It's special. And you got those pieces for a while. Maybe not Bud Dupree, but everybody else, you have there for a while. And right now they're kicking butt. So Steelers, man, your, your future's bright. But Big Ben in the offense just has to get better, man. You can't give up 12 to 13-point leads against the Cowboys who Zeke didn't even do anything. And Garrett Gilbert, who God knows where he came from, is out here putting 19 on y'all? Come on, man. Off to the to the what-the-hell game of the week, which was the Saints kicking the Bucks' ass, man. I mean, my God. 38-3, Brady? <sighs> There's so many problems with this game. And I'll tell you exactly why they got their butts beat. Um... It's a, it's a multitude of factors. For for one, the Bucks just plain and simply, coaching staff, players, didn't show up. They didn't get off the bus. They're still on the bus. Last time I heard, so they never even stepped foot onto the turf, uh, onto the grass. If you ask me. Um, second of all, they were out coached. I mean, how do you? How do you allow Bruce Arians, I'm speaking of, how you know the Saints have a good pass rush, especially with them having Marcus Davenport back. Why are you calling 20, 30-yard bombs deep downfield? Your offensive line is, is pretty good. It's okay, but it's not that good. When, you got, when you're facing your guys like Cameron Jordan and and Marcus Davenport and rankings and Demario Davis, like you're facing a front seven that's good and that can get to the quarterback. And you're calling 30-yard bombs, 40-yard bombs downfield with receivers who are not even fully healthy outside of Antonio Brown. And the secondary struggles, but you didn't attack them the way that other teams have to their success. you got to throw it to them open on quicker routes get the ball in the receiver's hands and let them make plays because once you force them to seven, six, eight seconds holding the ball, you know Cameron Jordan and those guys are going to get to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not mobile. Tom Brady expects to be protected. And when you hold on to the ball that long, you just know you're going to get hit. And that's what happened. They didn't show up. They got out coached. The play calling, like I mentioned, was bad from Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, and also Todd Bowles. Man, I would have, I wouldn't be shocked if Todd, if um, 
Bruce Arians had a game this bad, but Todd Bowles, man, what happened? You did not have the right game plan, my man. You attacked the Saints all the wrong way. You're having corner sit seven, eight yards off the ball. Press man-to-man coverage these receivers. Outside of Michael Thomas and Kamara, who are they? Like, double-team Kamara and Thomas. Who else are they going to throw the ball to in press man-to-man coverage? Nobody. Drew Brees doesn't trust a soul out of those two. Especially Kamara is really the main guy he trusts right now. Who was he throwing the ball to? Nobody. But you allowed them to have cushion when Drew Brees doesn't even throw the ball 10 yards down the field. That's your first mistake. Okay? Second of all, you called the wrong blitzes at the wrong time. You're letting guys be wide open when you do call them. I mean, what? This second, this whole team, Bucks team, I'm glad this kind of happened. This is their true wake-up call, man. They got really beat the hell up on national television. And who knows? This this is really a game where a team can go either way. Like, the Bucks could either collapse after this, or they could pick themselves up and go on a run again like they were doing before getting annihilated by the Saints. And, I, and this is another great game for where it's just Sean Payne, Drew Brees, and the Saints organization just basically... You know what I mean? Just let it hang in this one. They're just like, we're still the owners of this division. Don't don't try to say the Bucks are better than us, because they're not. And I mean, damn, it's for a while for a while there the whole media and everybody thought they were, but god damn, the Saints man just really showed up and just really kicked their ass. There's just no other way to put it. Bad execution, bad coaching, wrong play calling. What the, they needed to wake up, man. Um Patriots and the Jets, I mean, what the hell, Bill? How are you allowing the Jets to have an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter with Joe Flacco as their quarterback? Flacco and their best receiver being Brashad Perryman, a journeyman. Oh, my God. How, Bill? I'm fus- I was so frustrated watching this game. I know the Patriots had eight players opt out. I get it. Five of them were defensive starters. I get it. But still... How do you let the Jets, the New York Jets, put up 27 with, at one point, like I mentioned, having an 11-point lead on you in the fourth? My God. Like, that's... This is the type of game where Adam Gase is going to be able to keep his job, sadly. Had they got obliterated by the Patriots, he probably would have still kept his job. But then there would have been more scrutinization, and there would have been probably more pressure for him to be fired. But... With a game like this, how does Adam Gase not have an argument or a case to keep his job? Even though the Patriots are nowhere near what they were, like still, I had an 11-point lead against the Patriots. Like, that's what he can say. I mean, yeah, he didn't win the damn game, but at least he can argue a little bit, which is so frustrating because I want Adam Gase gone. He is straight trash. And Cam not working. That experiment is not working. He hasn't been the same since he pressed uh, positive, had a positive test for COVID. He's not the guy anymore. Um, obviously continue to start him because he's your best quarterback you got, but this experiment's not working. Bill honestly looks like he doesn't give a damn anymore. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves the patrons to go to another organization. I mean, hell, uh, I heard this from Colin Coward, which I know probably a lot of y'all don't like. But, I mean, hell, I like the option of him going to Jacksonville or the Chargers. I mean, those two organizations could work out for Bill. Because in Jacksonville, he can take care of the whole organization like he does with the Patriots. 
for more money because Khan, the owner, is very rich and has a lot more money than New England ever could have. And obviously there's LA with the glitz and glamour and having Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Uh, option would be probably Jacksonville for Bill because knowing Bill, Belichick, he'll want to not be in the LA spotlight. He'll probably go to Jacksonville where it's sunny and beaches and, and the media's not all over you like they are in LA. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't be surprised if he's gone and Josh McDaniels becomes the head coach. I mean, we already know at one point Josh McDaniels is going to become the head coach anyway, uh, which is why he didn't take the Colts job a couple years ago. But I mean, he just, he just didn't look into it. He didn't look interested. He didn't look like he was stressing for a win. I mean, it's just it's crazy how the how the mighty have fallen. I mean, it's the best way to put it, man. Man, how the mighty have fallen. Off to the week ten Thursday night prediction um, between, like I mentioned, the Colts and the Titans in Tennessee. Colts and uh, obviously desperate to get back on track after getting their butts handed to by the. Ravens and then Tennessee, who's who's starting to get back on the ball going again, especially with the addition of Desmond King, um, who was a nice pickup, might I say, already. And I think this matchup favors the Tennessee Titans. I, the Colts are fine; they're fine. They're a good team, but you can't trust that offense, man. It's just there's too many inconsistencies and. It's, it's too problematic for me. I'm not a huge fan of that Colts offense. You got a statue playing quarterback. You got receivers who, outside of T.Y. Hilton, and even T.Y. Hilton's not even the same guy, is meh. I mean, in the running game, it's too inconsistent. Even though they have talent in the running game, in the uh, running back room with Jonathan Taylor and, uh, and Hines, I mean, it's just too inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from that offense. And defense is, is good. It's not great, but it's good. And Tennessee right now is just a better team at home. So, I mean, I don't expect Derrick Henry against this Colts defensive front to, to go for 120, 130, but I do expect him to have a good game. I do expect Ryan Tannehill to, to throw some bombs on the secondary. And I do expect the Tennessee's defense to, to get things going a little bit more on defense. I mean... Don't be surprised if they win this by a lot. I mean, me personally, I have the Titans by 10. Um, I, I think Tennessee's just a lot better, and, and, the, and the timing is a part of it, too. I think this is just the right now. The Titans are really feeling themselves, and they're really starting to get things going, uh, especially on the defensive side. Um, yeah, man, so I got the Titans by 10. Titans, I think, are a Super Bowl, real Super Bowl contender. Tennessee, I mean, not Tennessee, uh, Indianapolis, I feel is a – is a good, pretty good playoff team, but I'm just not really sold on them as a main contender or as even a divisional round playoff team. I mean, I think they're probably a one and done in the playoffs, but that's just what I think. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your time on this beautiful Tuesday night, and you guys have a good week. Talk to you later.